What's going on? And welcome to the Round the Bases podcast. I am your host, Luke Hacker, and this is a Mullet Bro Sports podcast. If you know nothing about Mullet Bro Sports, go over to our Instagram page, at Mullet Bro Sports, and there you will find other Instagram pages and podcasts that we host, such as the Hot Takes podcast, Wake the Quack Up, the Bosnian Mullet Show, and my other personal podcast, The Slam Dunk Show. Thank you so much for listening, and let's get right into the podcast. What is going on? It is Monday, December 19th, and that means it is time for another episode of the Round the Basis podcast. What is going on, everybody? It's your host, Luke Hacker. I'm a little under the weather, so if I don't have as much energy, that is probably why. But there's been a lot of moves over the last week. Pretty much, let's just get straight into them and kind of break them down. The first move that kind of happened that I wanted to break down was Michael Lorenzen. He signed with the Detroit Tigers on a one-year $8.5 million deal. It's not a bad deal at all, uh, just especially for Michael Lorenzen, a guy that you know he's been struggling the last couple of years out of the bullpen, trying to find his role on you know multiple teams. He was with the Angels and the Reds. You know, honestly, I like this deal for him. Hopefully one year, you know, he'll stay with the Tigers. He'll come out of the bullpen and maybe he can get back to some form that we saw in Cincinnati where he was a solid reliever. Uh, And then Kevin Kiermeyer, he signs with the Blue Jays, a one-year $9 million deal. I like this deal, especially for the depth of the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays are definitely going to be a team that tries to compete in the AL East this year or at least get a wild card spot. So I like this move as far as depth for them and, uh, I think overall this will probably help them in the long run just going through the long season. Uh, Omar Narvaez, the catcher from the Brewers, he ended up signing a two-year $15 million deal with the Mets. That's good for them. I mean, it's a good backup catcher. You know, a backup catcher is always good to have. Kind of hard to think, you know, it's not good to have a backup. So overall, I really like this move for them. Hopefully they can bring up their – prospect Francisco Alvarez and I really like this move overall just I feel like it's a good depth move and I, I like Omar Narvaez as a player I think he's a really good talented player so hopefully he can do some good things for the Mets and then you know we look at this one Joey Gallo to the Twins one year 11 million dollars I, I I don't know why guys are even paying this guy at this point he's not a good hitter he can't hit for average yeah, he could bounce back, he could have 30 home runs, but he'll he'll barely even hit his body weight. I mean, he's he might hit 200, but, I mean, who knows what you're going to get out of Joey Gallo. Obviously, the Twins aren't the greatest team in the world, so, um, but maybe this will help them out a little bit. Joey Gallo make a little splash, make it a little interesting for them, so uh, we'll see what goes on. And then Adam Frazier... He signed a one-year, $8 million deal with the Orioles. I like that move for the Orioles overall. I think the Orioles are going to be a good team. I like this adding of a veteran piece just because they're such a young team that they kind of need that veteran presence in the locker room. They need a guy who's been there, who's going to teach them, you know, kind of what to do. And he has a little bit of playoff experience with the Padres and last year with Seattle. So overall, I like this move for Baltimore, I think. This really helps them going forward. And then a move that really didn't make sense to me was Justin Turner to the Red Sox, the two-year $22 million deal. I I really can't figure out what the Red Sox are exactly doing. Like they suck, and then they trade away all these guys. They don't give anybody money, but then they're willing to go out and get Justin Turner, who 
It's at the end of his career, and they're willing to give him $22 million. You know, you're not willing to bring back your superstar shortstop and Tater Bogarts. You trade away Mookie Betts, and you're keeping Chris Sale around for what? I mean, he's hurt every year. I don't understand why they haven't tried to get value out of him. Basically, just try to blow the entire team up because realistically, they they're not they're not contending in that AL East. They're not. I, I put them right now as the fourth best team in the American League East. I I really I really like all the teams above them. I almost put them fifth. I almost like Tampa Bay better than them. Tampa Bay, you don't know what you're going to get every year because they could be rebuilding or they could be pushing for the playoffs. So, I mean, realistically, they might be the fifth team in that division. I almost like Baltimore better than them, especially where Baltimore is at right now. I know they're a young club, but, I mean, they're at least going to be more competitive than Boston. And if I'm a Boston fan, I mean, I'm fed up. I mean, I I want the Red Sox back. I want the Red Sox back to being competitive with the Yankees every year and... It's just sad to see, uh, especially, I mean, you're only a few years away like away from that World Series win that you had in 2018. I mean, what, it's been five years now? I mean, you lose Mookie Betts, Rafi Devers is still there, but you lose Xander Bogarts. I mean, J.D. Martinez, we'll dive into that. I mean, that whole team is pretty much broken up. Andrew Benintendi, I mean, so sad to see, but... I don't really understand what the Red Sox are doing, so maybe they'll explain it to us somehow, some way, but that's a terrible move. I don't like that at all. And the next kind of smaller move before we get into the bigger moves of the day, Michael Brantley, he's returning to Houston. I mean, a one-year, $12 million deal. I like that deal. Michael Brantley, it's basically a prove-yourself, prove-your-worth deal. I, I love that deal for Houston, and I love it for Michael Brantley overall. I just think... I like Michael Brantley as a player. I think he's a solid hitter. I think he's a good veteran to add to your squad. So overall, I think the Houston Astros, they're still headed in the right direction. I know they lost Verlander, but I mean, you're coming off a World Series win. I, I don't think you complain about too much. Uh, so hopefully, maybe they can add another pitcher, add a little depth. And I, I think Houston's ready to rock and roll and run it back. So the big moves... I wanted to break down first. I was going to talk about one, but I think the first one I want to talk about is Carlos Rodon to the Yankees. Can we just talk about how the Yankees, all they do is spend money. Like every offseason, it's let's spend money. Let's see how many great names we can get. Dude, just looking at this Yankees roster, I love this Yankees roster. I mean, you got Glaber Torres, Aaron Judge, Anthony Rizzo, Giancarlo Stanton. If Josh Donaldson can have a bounce back here, I really like him. Oswaldo Cabrera, I like him. I like him as a switch hitter. Harrison Bader, I love Harrison Bader. I think he's a phenomenal fielder, and I think if he can hit well, you got a really solid piece there. Oswald Peraza, he's a great shortstop. I like him. I think he's going to be a centerpiece for this team. Jose Trevino, I like him behind the plate. They got a solid backup catcher, and Kyle, he got... I can't even pronounce his last name, but I I, I really like this overall um, team. You have IKF, Isaiah Keener, Falefa. I never can pronounce his name right either. And then you got DJ LeMahieu and Aaron Hicks. You know, this lineup is just so interchangeable, but the biggest thing that they did is they signed Carlos Rodon. They signed him to a six-year, $162 million contract, I believe. And I really like that. I mean, I forgot almost that they, they brought in Frankie Montas at the trade deadline last year. And, I mean, they still got him for a couple years. 
They got Nestor Cortez. They got Luis Severino still. They got Garrett Cole. And you add Carlos Rodon on top of that, a left-handed pitcher who, I mean, he had a 2.88 ERA last year, almost just as many strikeouts as Garrett Cole. I mean, you basically got a 1-1 at the top of your rotation. And then I like the other guys behind them, especially Luis Severino. He's got some postseason experience. I, I like all these guys. I think they're all solid pitchers. So overall, I really like this move for the Yankees. I think this is something that was kind of expected. It was either he was going to go back to San Francisco or he was going to go somewhere else. And I, I like this move. I think overall he'll do good things in a Yankees uniform. Definitely think if you're a Yankees fan, be very happy. And overall, I mean, they have to be they have to be your favorite in the American League. I know that the Astros just won, but losing Justin Verlander, I do think it will hurt a little bit. So overall, I think this is probably my favorite for the American League, just like pretty much every year. Until they prove me otherwise, this is going to be my favorite in the American League. And then the next big transaction that I wanted to break down Probably it's going to be the two Dodgers transactions for the week. It's going to be Noah Syndergaard going to the Dodgers for one year, 13 mil, and then J.D. Martinez to the Dodgers for one year, 10 mil. Overall, the Dodgers, I mean, all they do is freaking reload. I'm tired of seeing the Dodgers, you know, always at the top. But, I mean, this is what they do. They got Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, Will Smith, Max Muncy, J.D. Martinez, Gavin Lux. I mean, then, I mean, even the bottom of your lineup's not bad. Trace Thompson, you know, he's a solid center fielder. Chris Taylor, you know, he's a great, phenomenal player. I love Chris Taylor. I think he's one of the best players in baseball that doesn't get recognition as much, especially since he plays multiple positions. But overall, I like this team. I think maybe they could add a little more depth. You know, maybe they add another, you know, solid outfielder. I think maybe that's where they're lacking. Obviously, J.D. Martinez, he's going to play the DH spot for them. And then they have, you know, they have Jason Hayward, but I, I don't really want to trust him, especially with the off years that he's had, and he's 33 years old. But you never know. The Dodgers, they always seem to get guys as they're older and then turn them into some sort of superstar. Obviously, their uh, rotation's still there with Kershaw, Urias, and Gonsolin. They added Noah Syndergaard to that, and he's looking to be probably the four-starter right now. And then you have Dustin May at the five. Obviously, if you all forget, Walker Bueller, he's probably out the rest of the year. He's had Tommy John surgery in August. Very sad, but I think overall that 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 rotation right now is one of the better ones in baseball. Uh, I like the Yankees in the American League, but this is probably one of the better National League rotations. Obviously, Trevor Bauer, uh, he's not in the rotation. If he was in this rotation, this is hands down the best National League rotation because you would have... Kershaw, Urias, Gonsolin, Syndergaard, and Bauer, if Bauer got back to his normal state of what he was. So I really like this team. I overall think the Dodgers are probably the best team in the National League. I mean, that's how that is every year. But uh, obviously they have tough time in the playoffs, just like the Yankees. So, you know, we'll see what they do the rest of this offseason. And uh, I'm sure they'll make more moves as it goes on. And then the two biggest moves of the offseason so far – this last week, both of the shortstops that were still left on the market got signed. So first, we'll start with the Cubs. Obviously, they signed Brad Boxberger at the beginning of the week, and then they made the huge splash at the end of the week for a seven-year, $177 million contract for Dansby Swanson. Overall, I really like this move for the Cubs just because, I mean, you're bringing in Dansby Swanson. That's a guy that's going to bring in tickets. But for the team, I don't, I don't really know how to feel about it because – 
I mean, they're really not, I don't see them as a team that's going to compete for the NL Central, and they really can't compete for a wild card spot. When you look at the wild card, you know, mainly you're looking for a team that's coming out of the NL East, that's going to be one of the Mets, Braves, Phillies, whoever doesn't win that division is probably going to be one of the wild card teams. And then you're also looking at the NL West because obviously the Padres are out there and they've got a loaded lineup and a loaded rotation. So I really don't see how this move really puts them much better, but they have a solid squad. I mean, they got Nico Horner, uh, Ian Haps is there, Seiya Suzuki is still there, Cody Bellinger, if he can get anywhere near where he used to be, you know, maybe he'll hit 280, even 250 would probably be a big improvement for him this year. Uh, so overall, they're not they're not a bad team. They do have Marcus Stroman, who they signed to that big deal. Kyle Hendricks is still there, but he's getting older. So overall, I think this makes Chicago more of an interesting team. I don't think it makes them much of a better team. Uh, and I feel like this is the same thing for the next team that I'm going to break down because they signed a shortstop, but I, I really hate this deal. And that's going to be the San Francisco Giants signed Carlos Correa to a massive 13-year, $350 million deal. What in the world are you doing? I love Carlos Correa. Don't get me wrong. He's a great player. I know a lot of people don't like him for all the Houston Astros cheating scandal stuff. I, I do like him. I think he's a good player. He's got a good arm. He can hit the ball well. But man, I mean, 13 years at the end of the contract, he's going to be 41 uh, and he's, it's $350 million. That is, that is huge money that you're paying out to a guy who, I mean, just, just a year ago, I mean, people were saying, was he really that good? And then people also said, well, look, Houston replaced him with Jeremy Pena and they were just fine without him. So overall, I, I don't love this signing. I think Correa is a great player and I think you know, the, this may be, makes it more interesting for San Francisco. But then you're also, you're hurting Brandon Crawford. He's going to go play third at the end of his career. I mean, he doesn't have many years left, uh, obviously. But that's sad. I mean, just you're seeing B. Crawl basically get treated like crap at the end of his career. I mean, I, I'm sure he's fine. He's a great team player and everything. So I'm sure he'll be fine moving to third base. But I really don't like this move. I, I just think it's too much money. I think he's a little overpaid. Um, maybe 10 years. Uh, I, I don't even want to justify the 300 number. I, I don't, I didn't like him as much as, you know, Trey Turner and Trey Turner got the 10 year 300, uh, contract. So overall, I don't, I don't love this deal. I don't view him as one of those guys that deserve the max deal. So, I mean, that was, that was, that was an okay deal. I, I'm not going to say much more about it. I'm not going to go into more detail, but I don't, I don't like that move overall. So, yeah, they're, they're, those were pretty much the big moves for the weekend. I I don't think any of the moves were quite big for the teams that are still competing, um, except maybe the Yankees. I I think they probably had the best move of the the off season for this week, signing Carlos Rodon. Then obviously the Dodgers getting a couple death players and you know adding a DH and JD Martinez and a four starter and Noah Syndergaard. I I, I like those, but the Cubs and the Giants, the two big deals, I don't like that for either team. Uh, the Cubs, I definitely don't see them coming out of the National League, even at a wild card spot. I don't see the Giants in a wild card spot position right now. So, and I mean, I know both players are young. 
Uh, I'd say the Swanson deal is probably a little better just because it's seven years. His deal will be up by the time he's 35, 36. Correa's obviously won't be up till he's in his 40s, so I see Correa probably retiring before the end of that deal. So, overall, best move for this week. Definitely the Carlos Rodon deal. I think that's probably the the set-in-stone best deal. So, I like that deal for the Yankees, and uh, I know, obviously, the offseason's not over, so there are still some good free agents available when you look at each position. You know, catching, there's Gary Sanchez. He's probably the best catcher still left. Uh, I like I like Gary, you know, maybe if a team needs a backup catcher or a team that's not competing needs a catcher, Gary would be a good option. Will Myers is still out there for first base. Gene Segura is out there for second. I don't see him getting a very big deal. I think injuries kind of limited him, so um, we'll see. Maybe he'll get a one-year deal, kind of get a uh, chance, you know, to prove himself with a team. Shortstop, Jose Iglesias, he's one of the better players with a glove. I know he turns 33 this year, but, you know, maybe a team will bring him in that needs a shortstop just for the year. Uh, I could definitely see that being somebody like the Yankees. The Yankees, I mean, they can never have too many good players, and obviously I think he'd be a good depth piece for them. So, you know, never never, never count out the Yankees in anything. Evan Longoria, he still needs a deal. He's 37, and uh, obviously he's missed a lot of time, but maybe a team that isn't really competing again could use him and bring in ticket sales you know maybe the Rays bring him back and you know bring him in to finish his career there I know he is a good player I just think injuries have kind of hindered him the last few years uh Jerickson Profar he's still available he's a solid player you know he played last year for the Padres so he had a three-run home run game last year against the Mets that I remember so I think overall he's a solid option and then center field, Adam Engel, you know, from the White Sox. He, he really just didn't play a whole lot, and injuries have kind of hurt him. So uh, you see that a lot. The guy's just sitting on the free agency block just because of injuries. So kind of sad, but obviously Michael Conforto is still out there in the right field position. But I'm not really going to say anything about him just because he didn't play last year. Um, so who knows really what he could be doing, but... Adam Duvall still out there for the right field, and uh, obviously he's been a solid hitter. Um, he he really has, I mean, not done anything terrible. I mean, he's been hitting home runs, getting a lot of RBIs. So I like Adam Duvall. He's a former Red, so I think he could be a solid option for a team, maybe looking for a DH or, I mean, he can even still play the outfield. So if you're looking for a solid stick, uh, just somewhere in the lineup for a DH, I definitely look at Adam Duvall, and then overall the DH position is going to be looked at because of Trey Mancini. Uh, obviously, Houston, he won the World Series. Um, he's still got pop in his bat. Obviously, he has the great story overcoming colon cancer. Um, I, I really like Trey Mancini. There's nothing you can really say bad about him. So, you know, I, I think a good place for him to go would maybe be back to Baltimore. Uh, you know, give him a little bit of depth and help that young team out with a little veteran leadership because I, I know he's a good leader. He's a good locker room guy. So, uh, But obviously he could go back to Houston. Um, when you're looking at the pitching uh, starters, the one guy that stands out, Nathan Evaldi, obviously he was dominant the, a few years ago when he was in that World Series with Boston. So I like him. I think he's going to get a solid deal somewhere. Uh, pitching is obviously one of those positions that gets probably the best deals um, overall 
And then the one guy I do want to talk about, he's the reliever, Craig Kimbrell. I think he could get a solid deal. I know he's struggled the last few years, but maybe he gets a one-year deal with a team that needs to fix their bullpen a little bit, and uh, that could kind of put him over the edge, maybe take a little risk on Craig Kimbrell, give him a one-year deal, see what he can do. And uh, overall, yeah, I mean, there's uh, most of the big guys have been signed this offseason, but there's still a lot of offseason left. There's still time for trades, so make sure to stay tuned. Next Monday, four round the bases, episode four. Uh, hopefully, I'll feel better by then. I know this week might not have as much energy just because I'm under the weather, but I appreciate you guys bearing with me. And until then, I will see you guys later.